Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast, where we talk to people who matter about the things that matter in the world of financial services. I'm Brandon Russell, online writer here at IFA Magazine, and joining me on the podcast this week is our editor, Sue Whitbread. Hi, everybody. It's Sue here. And inheritance tax planning. It's something you're all too familiar with, I know, and that's our subject today. But we've got a particular focus on the importance of gift cover or gift intervivos life insurance, if you prefer to use the technical term. And today's guest is an advisor who's particularly keen on them. And it's Jonathan Morris, who's Senior Associate at Specialist Protection Assurance Advisor, John Lamb Hill Oldridge. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. It's really good to have you. Can I ask you to just introduce yourself a bit to our listeners and tell us a little bit about the business as well? Yeah, of course. Hi, Sue, and hi, Brandon. Uh, thank you very much for, for having me on today. Um, yeah, very keen to talk about this subject. And like you said, I'm a Senior Associate at John Lamb Hill Oldridge, and we are a pure protection brokerage. Uh, mainly working in the high net worth and ultra high net worth space um, and we work alongside our other trusted advisors be that accountants law firms looking after their clients mainly for their protection needs well, let's get straight into it shall we uh, can we ask you to explain exactly why an advisor would look to advise their client to make out to take out life insurance to cover a gift that they've made Yes, a lifetime gifting is a, is a great option for clients especially when they're looking to reduce their their overall IHT on their estate um, and often with with the donee, um, before they've received the gift, be that cash, then they've normally already spent it. They normally have something in mind that they want to do. They probably want to buy either their first property or move into a larger property, move into a family house. Um, but the problem comes with, with the IHT bill that might arise off the back of that if the donor fails to survive seven years. The thing that all individuals want to do once they've gifted cash or assets or anything along those lines is that they want to actually see their children and their beneficiaries enjoying that they want to see them in the family home and they want to see them enjoying that with their new family and the new life that they can live now following that um the gift that they've received but ultimately you don't want to have to set aside 40 percent of that gift to ensure that you don't have an unexpected inheritance tax bill to pay so the option that you have is to is to take out life insurance to cover the gift and for an individual in their 60s, the overall premiums that it will cost for, for to cover the gift is about 0.5% of the overall gift. Um, and when you compare that to the potential 40% that could be, could be paid, it seems a bit of a no-brainer, really, to provide that peace of mind that you can go ahead, you can spend the gift that you've, you've been given and that you can move forward with your life, basically. Um, and especially seeing as you've at that point, you've already gone through the whole planning process. So why would you want to get to that point and, and not risk it and risk it not even working um, as you plan? No, good point. Well, you just mentioned the word risk there, didn't you? Let's mm. if I could jump in on that one, then what could be really the impact if the client doesn't have any life insurance in place to actually cover that gift. I mean, it seems pretty obvious, but it'd be nice to explore that. Yeah. So yeah, it like you said, it does seem pretty obvious, but it's something that most people don't think about. I think mm. um, actually, who's who's liable for the gift, and often it's it's the donee that's actually liable to pay that gift. I'll pay the inheritance tax. Sorry, mm. on that gift, and like we like I just mentioned, they've 
most of the time people have already spent that money. So how do they go about recouping the, the funds in order to pay the bill? And it's often probably end up means selling the house that they've just bought, which is which is less less than ideal for for individuals. So that's that's the biggest impact it has is that the taking out the life insurance in the first place provides the peace of mind and then you can move forward with other parts of planning and other stages of your life really without having to have this potential IHT bill looming in the background just in case anything were to happen. Mm. And I guess as you mentioned there if it falls on the donee then the IHT is crystallized within a very short space of time you don't have long to pay it dear and if the capital is the rest of the estate tied up in assets where yeah. are you going to get that money from? So exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it it's just one of those things. Like we, we always point out about the percentage, the zero point five percent of the total gift. If you ask anybody, look, you can sit here and you can have ninety nine point nine ninety nine point five percent of this, or you can potentially only have sixty percent. It seems a oh. it, it seems a bit of a, a silly question, really, when you look at it that way, doesn't it? You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available. And follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. Getting down to the technicalities then, how does a life insurance policy for gift cover actually work? Yeah, so Sue mentioned earlier about gifting to Vivos policy. Um, we actually, at uh, John Lamb Hello Aldridge, use a series of term contracts rather than a gift into Vivos. So how they how they differ slightly, they, they mirror the IHT in exactly the same way, but it's they only differ in premiums, really. So a gift into Vivos policy will taper, the sum assured will taper, um, as does the liability, but the premium will remain level throughout the whole contract. Whereas with a series of terms, the premium will reduce in line with the sum assured. So although at the first three years, actually the premium might be slightly higher than a gift into BVOS, overall it will be much more cost-effective for the client. And like I mentioned, the, the sum assured will mirror the IHT liability. Most of the time, most people take out a policy in line with their gift. So if they've made a gift this year, they will take out a gift into BVOS policy or a series of term contract this year. So after year three, the summer shorts will then start to taper down to mirror the liability. And then that's reflected in the premium itself. So the premium will reduce after year three as well. And then at the final, at the end of the seven years, the policy will come to an end, but at the same time as the individual's IHT liability. So it's quite straightforward in that way. Um, you, you are just covering that pure seven years between the date of gift where the inheritance tax might be due. So, Jonathan, how does an individual's nil rate band come into play then when you're considering this gift cover? Um, so if it's the donor's first potentially exempt transfer or gift uh, within the last seven years, then they have their full nil rate band available to yeah. them, which is 325,000. So basically the first 325,000 of that sum of gift is tax-free. Then anything above the 325 will be taxed, uh, will have the inheritance tax liability attached to it at 40%, which as we've already discussed, tapers after year three. If they've made gifts uh, in the previous seven years, then depending on how much of their nil rate band they still have available can be used against this gift that they are currently making. Um, and it's always useful for our clients if they have a gift schedule, because that always helps, because things can go through the cracks, the gifts can be missed. But to have the, um, the policy schedule there is always, is always ideal for us to see that. In terms of 
after the seven years, the nil rate band will then replenish and it will then become available again for the for the individual and his wider estate um, or against any other future gifts that they might make. With the series of term contracts, you can you ensure the 40% on the taper, tapering basis, but we actually also look at ensuring the nil rate band itself. This would be a £130,000 seven-year level term contract. 130000 is is basically 40% of the 325. So this would then be applied to the into the client's estate so that then it would replace the tax saving, if anything were to happen to them, it would replace the tax saving that would have been made by the nil rate ban. And a lot of our clients tend to opt for that. So they'll take the, the tapering cover of, on the series of term contracts and they'll also cover their nil rate band to use that against their wider estate as well. If the nil rate band has been fully used by this point, by the time they're making the current gift, then it would just be a straight 40% over the whole uh, gift that is being made. Cool. Oh, that takes me back to years ago doing financial planning exams and having to do those calculations and, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it, yeah, it can get quite messy where there's a number I, of gifts involved in over the last flash. seven years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I guess the message there is also keep good records. Yeah, definitely. To wrap up for today, then, Jonathan, uh, what happens if someone has already made a gift as part way through their seven year IHT tale? Yes, yeah, so it's quite an interesting point because often some people and, and their advisors don't really think about it at the point that they're making the gift. And by the time that they've got around to sorting out insurance, they might already be a year through that tail. Uh, so that again, with the series of term contracts we use, this is one of the, the positives about it is that there is a lot more flexibility involved in it. You can just alter the term. So if somebody is already a year or maybe even two years through their, through their seven year tail at this point, we could then just reduce the term of the contract to mirror that in line with it. Um, so we could then reduce it down if they're two years through the term, we could just reduce it down to a five year contract. Yeah. In addition to that, if they, if they have made a number of gifts throughout the seven through the previous seven years and the nil rate band does become then available for this gift, then we can also look at that within the policy schedule itself to see whether that when and where that's going to come into the into this gift profile. And we can taper the, the summer short accordingly or reduce it if necessary. So it's pretty comprehensive. You just need a proper plan in place, don't you, to cover for all the eventualities, really? Exactly that. Yeah. And and by this stage, like we said earlier, by this stage, there's already gone a lot. Of, there's already been a lot of planning put into this. Mm. One of the most important things with gifting and, and the planning is is actually whether you, you can afford to make those gifts. So if if you if you can afford to make those gifts, like we said, there's a lot of planning that's gone in and let's put the extra insurance in place and make sure that this all goes smoothly and that there isn't any hiccups later on down the line. Because that could be quite messy, couldn't it? Exactly. Excellent. Well, Jonathan, that's whizzed by today, I must say. So um, I, it remains for me to just thank you and say thanks for reminding us of that. I'm sure there are many advisors that are listening to this going, oh yeah, I may have forgotten about that. And I think if that flags back up, in their head and onto their agendas then that's a really positive use of 20 minutes listening to you and i and brandon today so thank you very much i wonder just before we sign off today if there are any other ideas or resources that you could refer listeners to that you think they might find useful to if they want to find out a bit more about this yeah absolutely our, our website has a lot of information on not just on gift cover but also just wider inheritance tax planning or even business protection for for clients um, and actually I think recently we've just launched a new renewal and valuation service um, so this is looking at old policies because um, they tend to have 
some quirks in there that maybe we're not always on top of, be that convertible term contracts or, or anything like that, where they have policy options available that you need to either take up or, or not. Um, and that can be found, more information can be found on our website about that. And that's mainly aimed at trustees and advisors themselves. Sounds good. Sounds good. And uh, I think on, on that note, then we should just say thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really good to, to talk about this and to just give it a bit of an airing. Thank you very much both for having me. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research and whatever necessary legal advice should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast and value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.